0: Father, we rejoice in knowing that we belong to you. Yes. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yes. Thy kingdom come, yes. thy will be done yes. on earth as it is in heaven. Use us, Father, for kingdom's sake. Yes. Inform us, ignite us, and 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 so that we can do what is necessary that will cause you to delight in us. So Father we lift up all of the families that are dealing with a family member, a close friend uh, that has either gone home to be with the Lord and for those who did not know the Lord that as family members and friends that we will be more in tune to know how to evangelize loved ones and, and not just sit around and talk about their dysfunctionalism and let them go to hell. Mm. God, we repent. We apologize for taking that position and and also uh, going along with wrong because it's a family member to keep false peace. Mm. Help us, Lord, to be the beacon of light we need to be To Those who are lost and operating in darkness and any time that we operate in a spirit of ignorance Satan is in control of our lives So we thank you father for gifting us with your grace and mercy to see the truth and see the light And to come into it and present it to other people we pray for our our, uh, fellow uh, believers and saints who are traveling during this time for traveling mercies to follow them uh, for your ministering angels to keep them lifted up in their hands unless they dash their foot against a stone and we thank you for divine protection and divine intervention as they go forth and when they go into other lands that they will be mindful and aware to pray for whatever unclean spirit that's op- occupying that land for it to be demolished in the name of Jesus, God, we lift up our military to you. Oh, have mercy upon them, Lord Jesus. We pray for divine protection all around them. We want them to be safe. We want the wars to stop, but we know that this is part of the signs of the time. So we thank you for covering them, protecting them, and letting supernatural power go forth so that the enemy can recognize that they belong to you in the name of Jesus, and thank you for advising us and how to pray in the storm, before the storm, and after the storm. Uh, Glory in the name of Jesus. And God, we lift up any of our saints that are being challenged with an infirmity because they have taken a stand for righteousness, and they have forcefully declared that you are a healer and that you are their savior and that their faith is lifting them above all of the circumstances that are being presented on earth. So we keep them lifted up, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that they are the heal and not the sick. They are above and not beneath. And God, by the stripes of Jesus, they were healed in Jesus' name, and nothing can come back and revisit and destroy what you have pronounced, what you have done in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And God, we thank you for covering covering your people and not letting them be destroyed by the by the enemy who will cause certain kinds of accidents to occur but let us not be ignorant of the devices of satan and to recognize the tricks that he has so that we can be an overcomer because you have already overcome for us and we declare it by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony now father i thank you for showing me the things that you want me to see so when i speak master will be the things that you will want me to say that will bring clarity, conviction, deliverance, wholeness, change, turnabout. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, this is part two of uh, Second Thessalonians chapter two, and we're going to visit the verses five through twelve, and the title is The Great Apostasy and the Mystery of Sin. Amen. And so what I'm going to do because um, um, it will take me longer to 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 do this teaching out of King James with the, the language and, I, and we need to have great understanding and I will have to be doing too much interpretate, interpretation <laughs> to, to understand these scriptures. So I'm going to read it out of uh, um, New King James Version, which is by David Jeremiah. Uh, the verses, and 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 I will be referring back to King James as well, because you know that's my favorite. <laughs> but I want to make it where we have a clear understanding about what's going on. So in Second Thessalonians, and beginning with verse five uh, through twelve. And so, uh, verse 5 reads, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is only he who now restrains will do so. Paul is talking about, he had... um, had uh, reminded them of some things back in the verses of 1 through 4 of this chapter, okay? So he's reminding the saints of what he has spoken of in those verses, but what he spoke of in those verses 1 through 4 is what he has previously spoken to the churches in order to uh, bring them into the understanding of the gospel of Jesus. But the reason why he had to Find uh, them again, cause they some other people had Judaizers with false doctrine to take them off course. Which is what happens with us in our world today. In our world today, except for it's not, we don't just get the propaganda from false prophets, but by listening to the media and what's going on in our world system, we listen to and get false understanding, but when you spend your time listening to these things on a regular basis, you'll become a believer of what you hear, even though you didn't want to believe anything that's not uh, in agreement with what God has set up, but you will because the Bible doesn't lie, faith cometh. That's right. The more you hear, the more you believe, amen? So, Paul is trying to get them uh, back on, on, on course. So, okay, so he says, um, oh, and he's talking about the restrainer, the restrainer is the Holy Spirit, is Jesus, okay, he's the, res- he's the restrainer, who reveals things in his own time for us to know. And he says, for the, verse seven, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, Only he who knows restraints will do so until he is taken out of the way. So he's he's talking about getting us prepared for the coming and the return of Jesus Christ, all right? And because the time is near, the antichrist spirit gets busy and and works harder at trying to convince us of evil being good. Think about it, we're in a stage now that what's evil is considered as good and what's good is considered as evil. Things are turned around. And and anytime you want to validate life by saying it's okay. See what our governor was saying, she was validating the life of a mother by saying it's okay to get rid of the life of the the baby, the fetus that she's carrying in her belly. This is, you see how weird that sounds? Okay, well, that's the sign that good is evil, and evil is good, okay? So he says, verse 8, And then the lawless one will be revealed. See, when it's completely transposed, Jesus is coming back to rescue the saints' past judgment on unbelievers, okay? So he says, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. You, you cannot stand the presence of Jesus. You know how people say, oh, I just wanna see you, Lord. I just wanna see you, Lord. Well, you know how you see him? Through his word Amen. and obeying it. As far as face to face, no, you ain't ready to see him. We will, we will die Amen. under the presence. Okay, the coming of a lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. In other words, it, it, his coming is as the result of the antichrist spirit taking over. The spirit is here, but there is one who's going to rise up and take charge. Now, I, I've been saying a lot that I don't think it's just one person, it is a country. That's gonna rise up. And of course, the person of that country is the one the people are gonna be looking at, but it's the whole, it's, it is gonna be a whole country that's gonna rise up, like Russia. <laughs> uh, you see, <laughs> the people who are the who's behind the dumb stuff that other people are doing, you don't see. Just those who are doing the work that they're dictating do you see, and so you don't realize who who is the power behind it. Just like the people who are actually running our country and our government are these wealthy people, like the Rothschilds and the computer guru, Gates and all of these people those are the people who are actually running the country, and you just think it's the people that you voted in, <laughs> but they're the pawns that they're using to get through what they want. But at the end, it's gonna be exposed. Okay, and that's what this verse is saying. Uh, and when it's once it's fully exposed, Jesus will come back and consume him with his breath. They seem all powerful and bad, and, and to us they are, and we can't do anything about it, but Jesus just comes back and breathes on them, and they're gone. He shows up with his glory, and they're gone. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> That's why he said, you can't see me yet, because his glory will cause you to dissipate. In the name of Jesus. and And it says... Verse 9, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why I'm used to going around feeling sorry and in God's time and they'll be saved. Don't be deceived. Okay. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Because they did not receive the love of the truth. Amen. The love of the truth. Not just the truth, but you love the truth. Okay? That they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusions. He, You see... He, he will turn you over to a reprobate mind. He has given us grace and mercy and every opportunity to go right, but when you won't, he will turn you over to that reprobate mind. That's in Hebrews. Well, now we're reading it in Thessalonians 2. He will send you to strong delusions because the enemy will come up with miracles and wonders. They're lying wonders. Okay, he's going to do it, why? Because he is a counterfeiter. Amen. And it says that they that should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm. Okay, let me go to my notes now. <laughs> okay. Now, because the Lord is the restrainer, submission, obedience, love, and faith to our Lord will cause him to restrain us from falling by our sinful nature. We have a sinful nature. This is why we had to get saved by the blood of Jesus, because we are now saved by the blood of Jesus The Lord will restrain us if we are obedient, submissive, and operating in faith towards him from the destruction of sin. Now, because we sin and uh, appear like you're getting away with it, it, no. It's mercy that's operating, allowing you the opportunity to turn confess, repent, and accept the gift that was freely given to you. Amen? Amen. That's God's grace and mercy that will operate over us, for us, just because we belong to him. That's why it's better to be a child of God through the blood, the cross of Jesus Christ, than some verbal confession of some False lying that you've heard by the teaching of some intellectual Amen. who don't know the Lord, Amen. which comes up with all different kinds of religion and cults, because it sounds. You know, we we are people that are moved by our flesh, and so it, because it sounds intellectual, it sounds good. You eat it and buy it and ingest it, but the truth don't sound good because it affects your mess. And you're like, "Why are you saying this to me?" Why are you doing this to me?" you know? But that's what truth is supposed to do. It's supposed to convict. Because it's supposed to transform. And if it's not convicting you, you can't be transformed, which means you are being changed from the mess you have become, but not who you were created to be. And God, in his grace and mercy, sent you some help to take you from that mess to a new place with him. And so he wants to transform you. But if he transforms you, he has to take what's inward out and put in his stuff, yeah. Amen. his fruit, Amen. his virtue. Amen. And so, yes, because what's operating in us has been in us as long as it, it took before we got saved. It's connected, and it don't want to pull away. Amen. So, therefore... You are agitated and irritated when someone brings it up and says something to you about it because it's hurting. But like Pat said, it hurts so good when God is in control. Let it hurt because it's a moment of affliction that's going to bring you a lifetime of joy. So don't let your pride or your arrogance cause you to resist what God has supplied for you. Okay? Now we have to remember when we when we were talking in, 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 in uh, verse eight that Satan is a counterfeiter and will perform lying wonders to try and win us over to his side. Yeah. Amen. But you know how you determine that? Because we because see now you gotta remember That um, he is the the spirit of arrogance, pride, and all all of those things, and darkness, okay? So what you have to do before you just move on the first thing that come and everything that come, to be sure that you are following the Lord and not an unclean spirit, try those spirits with his spirit, okay? That's what the Bible tells us to do. Now... You have to do this before speaking or acting on those things, okay? So what do you do? You begin to ask God, is this from you, Lord? Now, if it's from you, Lord, then you tell me how I need to pray about it. But if it's not from you, then now I have the opportunity to kick it out, okay? because the Lord is going to tell you. See, when you humble yourself to seek and ask him, there is no special gifting to try the spirits. You you don't have to be operating in the office of the Five Four Ministry to try the spirits. This is for every believing believer, okay? So before you go off right away with everything that sounds good, appears to be good, sound like it's holy, Try the spirit to find out, cause you may be surprised to find out what appeared to be so holy and spiritual is a demon. Amen. It's a demon. The Lord will reveal it to you when you ask him and also with the dreams. Every dream you have is not coming from God. Amen. Amen. So the first thing you wanna know God, is this from you, or is it from Satan? Mm. Or is it just a bunch of stuff I have eaten (laughs) and laid down on? Okay? And he will let you you know, because if it's from Satan, he's going to tell you how to pray. Because what did the Bible tell us in Romans 8? That the Spirit of God searches the Spirit to inform us what we need to pray when we don't know how to pray as we should ought. So he will tell you how to pray against the unclean spirit that's trying to come against you. See, he, the unclean spirit is coming pressing ag- against what is abnormal behavior. He is not all-knowing. He just knows your behavior. He also knows what you say all the time. So he comes and pushes those buttons and, 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 and also put people in, in, in place to keep buttering you up with that. Have you heard of um, uh, babbling? False flattery? That's from an unclean spirit. Uh, see, a, a person is just babbling all the time and, 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 and throwing out all of these wonderful compliments to you. False flattery to keep you on their side cause it's gonna benefit them it isn't even about you. It, let me tell you, it makes them feel good to shower something over you that make you care for them. Are y'all with me? Okay, that's called false flattery. And people, some people operating that are not even aware that that's what they're doing. Okay? How do you think the, towel, the Tower of Babylon was built? They were all on one accord talking Yang (laughs) Because God said, see what they've done by being united, how much more with you knowing the truth and speaking the truth can do? Amen? Amen? Because then after it was built, he had it torn down all of that labor, but it was, it was torn down because what you do for God, only, only what you do for God will last. Yeah. Only what you do for God will last. Okay, so, so, okay, you've asked God to reveal things to you because I'm going to tell you, sometimes God will give you a dream um, about someone that you care about, whatever, and sometimes the enemy will give you the dream. So when you hit a dream that seems like it's a warning, don't call the people up and say, I had a dream about you. I've said this before, but it obviously it didn't register. Ooh, Jesus. Did you pray about it? Did you ask God if this is from him and what he will have you to do concerning it? Because if God is sending you a warning concerning this person, then that's for you to pray, not to go and alarm them. That's for you to go to pray so what the enemy means for evil, God can turn it and work it for the good of the person. Your prayers can cancel out what Satan had intended to do to bring destruction because you were in tune. And if it's a blessing from the Lord, then you just celebrate the blessing. But to call up a person and and tell them, you know, because you call me up and tell me about a warning prayer, do you think that's going to get me on my game better? No, it's going to make me decline and worry more and more and more and more when I need to be just focusing on God to cause me to rise up and overcome what the enemy is trying to do. And any time you go to the mountaintop, the enemy is going to come to try to bring you down. So anytime you've had a high time and a blessing, don't think you're going to stay up there on that mountain. Why do you think David said that wherever I am, you're with me? Yeah. Amen. And the 23rd Psalm talks about how you're coming off that mountain and you're going to be in the valley in the shadow of death. But, but God is with us. Yeah. Amen. And that's how we fight our battles. We have to fight our battles, and so if we're not in tune to the word of God, you don't know how to fight. So in James, it tells us, submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees. Your submission to God is to, be, to inquire and ask God some questions so he can order and direct your steps. Then, now, you know how to speak to, to Satan and tell him, and you're doing it with a confidence because you've been uplifted by the word of God. And so when you speak to Satan with a confidence, he has to flee. So after you ask God these questions, then you make your prayer declaration. Your prayer declaration is because you have, when God returns a conversation with you, it's always word. It's not just some jatter. God only talks word. He speaks no other language but the word, whether it is in Hebrew or Greek. It's word. And since you are, speak English, then you're gonna get the English version of the Hebrew and the Greek. And so then you form your prayer based on what God has been speaking to you. When we reject correction about our sinful conversation and actions from other saints, we are really rejecting the gospel. And the gospel is the message of the cross that Jesus took our place on the cross, and read Isaiah 53 to give you a better understanding He took our place on the cross. He was despised, spit on. He had to carry the heavy cross. He was pierced on the sides, pierced on the head with the thorns. And then he shed, he was nailed to the cross first. And then he shed his blood, died on the cross, buried all for our sins to be buried in the grave. All for our sins to be buried in the grave and he paid the punishment for it. Then in three days he rose with a glorified body to sit with God on the throne and all of this was to redeem us from the power of sin and death. And yet we are too prideful to admit and confess our sins and to ask God for forgiveness. Instead, we regularly profane God's image with our sins. Don't think that because you're sinning against somebody else, you're not sinning against God. you sin against God first and foremost, okay? And then feeling no remorse, but actually feeling that we're within our right. The Bible states that you are not your own, but bought with a price. The shed blood of Jesus Christ. Let's let's go over to uh, 1 Corinthians 6 and see what it says about that. And see, I'm doing this. I know that some of this is familiar uh, to uh, you uh, older saints, when I mean older, I'm not talking about age chronologically. I'm talking about time saved. But there are some people that are novices who don't know these things and so they need to know it. But even though you may be mature in the words, we need to hear the word again to remind us. Amen? So in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with, I'm going to read from 12 to 20 to drive this thing home. It says, uh, verse 12, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. <laughs> All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of anything. Do you hear what I'm saying? You see, they're lawful because God has given us a free will to choose. But you don't be a fool and only choose that that makes you feel good, that profits you nothing. Okay? Okay. Verse 13, meat or food for the belly, and the belly for food, but God shall destroy both of it and them. Because all of this stuff on earth is gonna decay and rot, and will not profit you one thing in heaven. Now the body is not for, for, for fornication, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. Now, when we hear about fornication, we think about singles having sex uh, and, and, and not being married. But also, fornication, you could be a single who was abstaining from sexual relationship with another human, but you're fornicating in other areas against the Lord. Amen. With your tongue, with your thoughts, with your behavior. You're fornicating and committing adultery because of your first love, his name is Jesus, amen? 14, and God have not raised up the Lord, I mean, God have both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power, just like he raised up the Lord from the dead. He will raise us up from the dead, the dead of sin, that has us captivated and captured to deliver us. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? You're you're part of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ? Now, you got your mind, your tongue, your sight, your ears, your hands, your feet, all members of Christ. Because when we say body, you only just see one thing. I want you to recognize all them parts are operating forces for Christ that you've used to worship Satan, you're fornicating with and profaning the Lord. I'm gonna read that verse again. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. Some things are deliverance. Everything is not physical or medical. It's deliverance. It's deliverance. And that's what we gotta be more in tune to. And shout and praise the Lord. Ain't no need to cover, fret, or worry. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! because this is a tabernacle of the Lord where we come to get equipped and prepared and anything that is not of God must go in the name of Jesus. Verse 16, what? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? The two saith he shall be one flesh. So just like in fornication, of human fleshly fornication I'm talking about. When you come together sexually, you become one flesh. But spiritually, you become one body in Christ. One spirit in Christ. In the name of Jesus. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Okay. So... When we come with Christ, we become one in the spirit. Yeah. Amen. Just like when you have sexual intercourse, you become one in the flesh. Amen. OK. S- verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Amen. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Help us to grow up, Lord, and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body is outside of your body. It's flesh. Every sin we commit is flesh. Amen? Okay. That a man doeth it is without the body, but he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. What, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Everything now belongs to God. You don't own squat. Your body belongs to the Lord. Your spirit belongs to the Lord, so you don't have the right, just like uh, mothers don't have the right to make a decision to abort a baby Amen. because they're not ready, or whatever all those excuses are. And, and and let me tell you, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for those who likes that, that says they're doing it for health reasons either. And I'll tell you why, probably why I feel this way, because first of all, as a believer, there's some things you gotta believe and trust God to do the extraordinary on, okay? But my mother was told that she hadn't aborted me, that she would die. Mm -hmm. Well, she didn't die without seeing uh, great-grandchildren? Grandchildren. Great-grandchildren. (laughs) Great-grandchildren, I'm trying to remember. In other words, I was fully grown and I had children who was having children before she died because she refused to abort me. It's like, I guess she said, if I die, I'll just die. Mm. That's when you take that strong position Amen. with God and God to show himself strong on your behalf. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. So, okay. Uh, let me finish. What did I read off? Leave off it. 19. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? I read this. I want to read it again. Which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. What Paul exemplifies here, three, po- three points. Lawful, expedient, and power. Okay? Now, With this understanding, how do you freely take liberties that lead to sin without remorse as a believer? How do you take liberties that lead you to sin without remorse as a believer? Ask yourself, how long, how, I'm not how long, how has what i've said or done is helping or helpful to me how has what i've said or done is helping or helpful to me see when you allow satan's power to control your thoughts and actions it means you have no self-control amen being connected to god by the blood of jesus means we being or we're bringing or taking God with us into our sinful behavior. Now that's a thought I want you to think about. Being connected to God by the blood of Jesus, when you be out doing your own thing and saying whatever pleases you, means you're taking God into those positions with you. Because we just read earlier that when we're connected to the spirit, we're one. So you ain't traveling by yourself. You ain't thinking by yourself. Being connected to God by the blood of Jesus means we bring and take God with us into our sinful behavior. How do you feel about that or are you so brass that it doesn't phase you at all? See, we gotta come up out of this thing how I feel feel, how it made me feel, what I think. You got to come up out of that. We just read you don't own yourself. (laughs) You've been bought and you're going to have to pay the piper. So you need to come up out of how you feel because this world, obviously, is not interested in how you feel. (laughs) We we're experiencing this right now. We know how we all feel about what's going on, but it don't matter, right? <laughs> Ain't nobody listening to us. Actually, they thank you, crazy. I had a wonderful conversation when I stopped at the upholstery store, my famous store I go to when I need to have something upholstered or, or they did all this stuff in our church and all of this with the guy. And, and I don't know how we got into it. I'm like, thank you you know, the only person that I could talk like this with, and, and, and they don't think I'm crazy. He was talking more than I was talking and doing the same the same thing. We were high-fiving and everything. I'm like, praise the Lord. And he was so comfortable because he, he was trying to make an undercover statement, but I knew where he was going, and I just brought it on out. And he said, but if I said it, I'm called a racist. I said, forget it. It's the truth. Amen. If the truth is the truth, don't worry about what they call you. But he see he and, and and I don't know about his uh, religious belief, but he could see real biblical truth that's going on, is abuse and everything in this world, and he could see it plain. I'm like, oh, I just we, we I stood in there talking to him so long. I said, you know what, I gotta go. You don't have me crying with laughter. Now I'm crying over your sad story, and I'm going. I'm leaving you. <laughs> And, we, and he, we both started laughing. I'm like, praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody who has godly wisdom. Now, he could be born again. I don't know, but he wasn't talking, the, you know, all the, the religious protocol stuff that people say. Amen. He's just talking plain precepts and common wisdom. Amen. Amen. Which is what we need. When we allow Satan's power to control our thoughts and actions, no self-control. Remember that. We're not operating in self-control. Now, let me just say a few things here, and then I'm going to bring it close to a close. Like I said, being joined to God, being joined to God in a covenant relationship and to God The next or greatest covenant is a marriage covenant. Those two covenants are the top great best covenant. And right now we're in a world that marriage covenant means nothing. It's been profane. Okay. But I'm talking about a marriage covenant between a man and a woman. It comes after our covenant with Jesus Christ, but it's just that important to the Lord. When we learn how to humbly and unselfishly love God, we will be able to love our spouses that way. Repeat it again, okay. When we learn how to humbly and unselfishly love God, we will be able to love our spouses that way. See, natural relationships are a reflection of the spiritual. They're not separated or divided. But due to the lack of a father or a good moral father in the home, leaves believers hard to uh, trust and depend on a heavenly father, especially new believers. Now, if you've been, been a believer and you've been working and asking, crying out to know him better, you should be further ahead. But I'm going to say this again, and I'm just going to pre- just kind of like really deal with this. Due to the lack of a father or a good moral father in the home, new believers and believers period who have not grown find it hard to trust and depend on our heavenly father. Because you learn how to trust him based on your natural experiences, amen? And when you have, when, when there's been a father in the house, because just because he's in the house, don't make it wholesome and right. If this is a good father who lives morally correct and follow the laws of God, then when you have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, you can accept the father as your father. But when you have not experienced that, you have a hard time accepting that God really loves you. You can't phantom that. Are y'all hearing me? Okay. Because the natural father has to model what a father is like, not just speak. We got men who are in the household And they think because they work and bring home a paycheck and take care of the house, they've done their part. Well, brother, that's your reasonable service. Your real part is to be a model of your heavenly father in that home to bring your family into a kingdom way of thinking, okay? So when they have not modeled this, then the children, when once they become adults, find it hard to impossible to be loyal, respectful, and honorable, not only to a spouse, but to anyone in authority. That's where your struggle is, which will help you to form a prayer petition to bring the necessary change. Okay, This is why it is so important that the spouses are born again, spirit-filled, but also in the word. Because once you are joined together in one spirit, in one spirit, in one spirit, Mm -hmm. nothing can separate you from the love of God. Mm -hmm. Joined together in one spirit. The sheep may wander from the shepherd. The branch may be cut off from the vine. The member may be severed from the body, like a limb, whatever. The child alienated from the father, the wife from the husband. But when the two spirits blend in one, nothing can part them. This is why, and then I'm gonna climax with this. This is why it is so important to major in the study of the word. Because we learn how to be family-structured, and healthy from the Word of God not from other folks but from the Word of God and if you don't know the word I mean precept upon precept line upon line that means you got to read the old and the new and have an understanding and you got to read it you just can't hear it because there's times when God let me tell you you can hear me read the word here, and you're all in agreement, and you can go home and read it, and then in one area of the word, God will show you something new, different, based on what you're struggling with. Amen. Amen. That's why it's important that we read it and not just sit and listen, but you are actually reading and seeking God for understanding and to live a better life than what you're living, because I don't care how long you've been saved, how well you pray in the Spirit, and what, how com- what strong anointing is on your life, you have not arrived. And you will never arrive until Jesus returns. And, 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 and guess what? If you ain't in the Word, you're never going to arrive when Jesus returns. This is why it is important to major in the study of the Word. Because faith cometh by hearing, 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 hearing and the word of God. But you can hear other words and become a believer in that mess. You cannot, you will not grow without being in the word which builds you up, comforts you, redirect your steps, set your path, stop you in your tracks, warn you, cleanse and purify you, and the list goes on. If one is truly built up in the spirit of the word and have decided for God I will live and for God I will die, you will not be moved by the antichrist spirit, but will be raptured up with Jesus. So the question is, if Jesus was to come back right now, or will you be left on earth? to deal with the rapture? Or will you go up with Jesus in the rapture? Are you ready? This is why we get the word, we come to church and come to study, to grow in the knowledge of him to be ready when he comes, because we don't have a clue when he's coming. we got this, we got the signs coming forth now to let us know you need to be preparing yourself that's grace and mercy that the signs are here to tell us start preparing yourself. And and, 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 let me just tell you, don't use all them flaky excuses about why you can't read the word. And, uh, I, I can't see the print is too, too small and all of that. Okay. Then if you can't find a good Bible with giant print, you definitely, you can get it on, 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 sound and listen to it. You can buy one of them little uh, radio things that I got that plays nothing but the word. You can get word where they have it on tapes and CDs and listen to it. You can stop it in any part and and, and listen to it and go back and rewind and listen again. There is no excuse. See, the Lord allowed Satan to uh, 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 cre- um, form, not create, because nobody created nothing but but, the, but God. Everything else was formed afterwards. And no living soul created squat. God created it and gave you the gift to form something from it. You need to understand that. Without his creation, you couldn't form nothing. Can you create air? Okay, that's a whole nother class. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, God allowed Satan to help people form technology. (laughs) So use it for the good. What Satan meant for evil, let God use it for for your good. Okay, because at the end, it's going to be destroyed. And and if all of your hope and and, and your faith is in technology, you will be destroyed as well. Because this thing that you put, put your hope in is the thing that's come here to destroy us. Oh, y'all don't want to hear that. They're telling you they're going to put, what do we call that thing? Inside to determine whether or not you've been vaccinated. Chip, What do you think the three sixes are going to be? And they're chips that's going to be in you that's going to let them know whether or not you're for them or you're for God. And your money can't get you out of it. Because the money won't have no value. Your credit card. <laughs> oh, Glory! y'all think I'm just talking talk. Now is the time for salvation. And I don't mean just some recitation now is the time to make up your mind it's for you lord that i will live and it's for you lord that i will die amen Amen. and be in the word and let him bathe you that's the other blessing His, his word just washes us cleanses us bathe us refreshes us renew us and because we have this special relationship with him once we sin we can go to him freely confess the sins and release it don't keep walking in your sin thinking you're right let God bathe you and cleanse you and turn you around are you gonna keep walking in the same old thing until death do you part and it hasn't accomplished what you've been looking for you are still having inward struggles you're still dealing with stuff you dealt with years ago? When will it stop? When will it change? Do you think he's just going to supernaturally come down and hit you on your head and say, Okay, Barbara, it's over. When your will says, I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. No. He's, he's not doing no supernatural. That's the lying wonders that come from Satan to get you. And once he gets you, he's going to say, you big stupid now I'm gonna destroy you okay I'll do the benediction for this cause I bow my knees unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom this whole family in heaven and earth is named that he will grant you all according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that you being rooted and grounded in his love May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto you, that it, to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think, according to your faith that worketh in you. In Jesus' name. I pray, and traveling mercies on you as you leave this place, and don't forget to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Okay, now it's, the floor is open. And, 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 and this is the time, and this is the place, the deliverance needs to go for it.